Welcome to episode 10 of the Busy Pastor Podcast. My name is Greg Gibson. I'm here with my co-host, Trent Stewart, the lead pastor at Foothills Church. And today we are talking about being busy, defining your why. Episode 10 of the Busy Pastor Podcast. Man, this is exciting for us. It's a milestone. Double digits. Yes, it is. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in along the journey. Uh, Trent, before we get started, what's new at Foothills Church? Well, I hope everybody had a great Easter weekend. You're probably tired. You're exhausted. And so uh, thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't heard, Foothills Collective is our worship ministry here at FC. And they are releasing a new song tomorrow called On That Sunday Morning. And so uh, wherever you listen to music, love for you to give it a listen. Uh, I hope it blesses you. Yeah, and I love what God is doing here uh, at Foothills Church. And I'm excited to, to continue to talk about how God is uh, continuing to um, give us clear direction, and, and, and especially with Foothills Collective, but also with the Busy Pastor Podcast and how we can continue to equip pastors to be busy with the right thing. So let's get directly into the content of today's episode, right. and as we talk about defining our why, or defining yeah. your why. So, so nine episodes, we've really, we've really been talking about learning yourself, mm-hmm. right? How you can go about um, being the best pastor, best leader you can be to make disciples and lead your church well mm-hmm. uh, for the glory of God into the future. And now we're, we're pivoting and we're focusing, we're putting that magnifying glass directly on you. Mm-hmm. directly on us. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, for the next couple of weeks really about this idea of leading yourself well. Uh, but we're going to start today with talking about knowing our why. So, yeah, so important. Yeah. So why is it important to define your why? Well, we all feel like in ministry, we have a calling, right? And so we want to know that on that day where we're driving down the road and we see that, you know, Walmart is hiring or Lowe's is hiring and Starbucks anywhere. And you're like, man, maybe, maybe that sounds like a better gig, you know, because you've been beat up. It's been a rough week. Your sermon sucked. You know, you're in, you have tension with staff members or church members sitting in your inbox. Oh, you got some emails to deal with, you know, and you're just like, man, it would be easier if I was doing something else. Those moments are going to happen for all of us. Mm. And so, you know, we're going to think that grass is greener over here or in that area. And we're going to think that that's, you know, something that we could do. And so we want to go back to the why. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why? That's right. Why that's are right. we in ministry? Why are we preaching? Why are we leading? Why are we in, in, in church life instead of doing something else? And so we've got to go back to that why, that purpose. And Jesus defines our why and our purpose you know, in Scripture. Um, but then there's some hard work that we have to do to kind of to get to that why. And so um, I think that's part of the journey. You may have an idea of what that why is when you first get called into ministry, but over time, as you continually, you know, dive into that and pursue that and study, you know, books of the Bible, you know, you're studying the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, uh, when you get into your 30s and 40s and you're trying to figure out why am I here? Why am I doing this? You know, and, and trying to get to that purpose, you know, through that journey, 
you learn and you grow and you mature. Yeah, I, I love that because I think when you begin to define your why, you're defining your purpose and your purpose is what sustains you. When exactly like you said, when ministry gets hard, when life gets hard, when when sometimes you feel like you're in seasons where you do want to quit, your why keeps you going. Your yeah. why sustains you through it all. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, Lord willing, into even your legacy season when you're exactly. older. Yeah. But it starts with your why mm-hmm. back when you're in your early, mid, late 20s or early 30s, mm-hmm. doing the hard work of, of finding that. So, so how, so, so that's why, right? The, yeah. the why question. But how do we go about doing that hard work yeah. of determining our why? Well, man, that's that's a huge question. And I just think, it, again, it's a journey of discovering what you love to do, what makes mm-hmm. you feel alive. What are those things in ministry that you just get energized by? So is it preaching? Um, is it, you know, one-on-one meetings, developing leaders or, or making disciples? What 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 really fires you up? Is it overseas ministries, that, that kind of thing? Um, what are you good at? I think that's another thing component that pastors sometimes leave out. You know, when we're talking about blowing up the pastor's job description, we think, "Oh, well, I have to be the main communicator at the church." And but are you good at it? <laughs> and you know, if you're not that good at it, then then you know, maybe that's just not what you're called to do. Um, if you don't love it, then, you know, there's probably something else better for you to focus on. So what are you good at? And uh, using that to help you determine that, where do you see yourself add, adding the most value in the church? Right. Where do you bring the most value? Um, is it in family ministry? Is it, you know, for young people? Is it, you know, for older people? Where, where do you see yourself you know, adding the most value? Is it more in a business sense? You know, I'm more business savvy or I like the spreadsheets or I like the structure. I like the systems part of it. Um, And so really being honest with yourself about, you know, what you love doing and what you're good at and and what you, where you see yourself actually adding value to are a few places uh, to start. And then it kind of goes back, you mentioned the word legacy. So how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered once your season at your church is over or even at the end of your life? You know, kind of going back to that old start with the, the end in mind. Yes. You know, when we do that, we, we can begin to see, okay, here's what I want to be remembered by, what my legacy, uh, what I hope my legacy is. And then you can start building that path to if I want to be known like that, I need to do the hard work of developing, you know, my skills uh, and, and my, you know, my 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 schedule mm-hmm. so that I can get to, um, you know, that point. And so that, that is a process, right? That that's, that's a journey. Yes. Yeah, so, so go back and rewind and, and listen to all those questions that Trent just mentioned, write them down and spend some time answering those questions. Uh, and then you said at the end that we need a process. process. It's a process and, uh, for sure. We love that term because we think Process leads to freedom in the work. Some mm-hmm. guys hate that term because mm-hmm. they're relational guys, or I, you know, I don't know. But we always need to do the hard work of developing a process. So, mm-hmm. what is that process? And and uh, and really, for the first part of this episode, what I want to do is is kind of draw out of you how we teach our church to define their why mm-hmm. and what that process looks like. Yeah. So so how do we do that? Well. You know, when you're trying to do it alone, 
you know, part of my journey was getting married. It was being raised in the church, having a dad that was a pastor. It was going to seminary. Um, it was, you know, pastoring a small church, being a student pastor, all of that, you know, years of grinding out and failing and, you know, uh, having a little bit of success in some areas and just having kids, all of that, reading scripture and trying my best to mature in my faith. But it would be nice if there was like some some guardrails and and a process, right? right, that could help me do that. That, that could have sped that process up or given me some direction, given me some mentors. And so in the church, we can create that. We can create steps. We can create a pathway. We've, we've mentioned this in, in, in the past, like our journey process is our discipleship you know, pathway and, and, and strategy. And you can develop your own and uh, you can use what we have. One day we're going to talk more about it um, so, that, so that you can. We'll do some workshops on that. But um, we ultimately want to get people to what we have called in this podcast their design. That's right. So we want pastors to lead out of their design. We want our church uh, partners and members to actually know how God has designed them as well. And so, again, that's your desires. The D stands for desires. The E stands for experiences. Mm-hmm. God's going to use what you're passionate about. God's going to use your experiences in your life Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, His glory, your good. The S is your spiritual growth. So where are you at you know, spiritually, if you just got saved, you're not ready to be a lead pastor yet. You can't just jump into that. You need a season of maturing and growth. And so your spiritual growth right. is important. Uh, I is your individual style. So learning your personality, whatever personality, you know, profile you like to, to, to use, use that. G is your gifts. So that would be your spiritual gifts. Uh, as believers, every single one of us have a spiritual gift. We need to begin to identify what those are. And then the N is natural abilities. And so God's just going to give you natural abilities, whether you're a you know people person or maybe you're more introverted or whatever those natural skills and abilities are. You're good at, you know, uh, production things. You're good at speaking. You know, some of those things are just natural gifts. And so God's going to use that entire design uh, and we want to help our people in our church discover what that is for them. Yeah, so let's let's go up a layer here. So as we're discovering that for ourselves and we're helping mm-hmm. our people discover their design as well, um, the layer I want to go to, you know, first is is this calling mm-hmm. layer, right? Yeah. So this almost almost as the umbrella where this stuff begins to fall under this this calling conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a calling. Mm-hmm. We all have a calling as Christians to glorify God and to make disciples. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then out of that, we have a specific design. What you just what you just mentioned a moment ago. How we the the process that we take our people through. Uh, and, and understanding what it is that act, what it is actually, or that God is actually uh, calling our people to do, yeah. and how to serve, you know, and to use their gifts. And then once you know your why, you can then begin to determine kind of what what we are calling your assignments. Yeah. And uh, and and so your design allows you to determine your assignments. Mm-hmm. But but how does it how does it let you do that? Yeah. That's a great question. Let's let's talk about calling because everybody's like, 
What are you called to do? What are you called? And, and stressing yes. over my calling. I don't know what my calling is. What's your calling? Well, I feel called to this. I remember in student ministry, there were guys that would say, are you called to youth ministry or are you just using it as a stepping stone? And I'm, I'm 22, 23 years old. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. The only people that'll listen to me are middle schoolers. So <laughs> I'm just I, trying to make disciples best I, guess, I can right now. I guess I'm going to just be a student pastor for a while until, you know, they stop listening or I don't like them anymore, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't take long. But um, I, I think the calling thing has gotten to this unhealthy level. Mm. And, and young guys listening, like, don't stress over that. Your calling is to make disciples. Absolutely. That's Period. It. Whether whether you're a small group leader or a pastor of a megachurch. Yeah. Or whether you're you yes. know working disciples. You're you're a manager of a company or you're waiting serving tables, your calling is to be a follower of Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, and to make disciples. And so out of the design then you start to formulate and understand my assignment. I remember I remember it like it was yesterday. So my dad's a pastor. Uh, I had just received and just committed my calling to full-time ministry. And that, that's a story in and of itself. And then um, my dad uh, had a, a student pastor resign like a week after that. So I was like, the Lord is good. Like, here we go. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to go into ministry. My dad has an opening. Boom, here we go. And so I was like, yeah, so youth ministry, right, dad? Like, I, I think I could be good at this. And and dad just, you know, very, you know, not very lovingly <laughs> just basically said, you're not ready for this, man. Yeah. And it crushed me, you know, and I played it uh, off like it didn't. Um, but he, he was like rolling his eyes like, you're, you're nowhere near this, right? That wasn't, even though, even though my calling was to be a pastor, my assignment was to be the janitor at that time. So he, he said, you can't be the youth pastor, but I need a janitor. How about you clean some toilets, you know, for the next several months? And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And that assignment wasn't my ultimate, um, you know, goal. Wasn't right? your why. Right. Wasn't my why. It was part of my journey, though, to, to, for God to humble me, for me to be in the church, for me to start seminary, for me to start growing. And my calling was to make disciples. My calling was to, to be a pastor. Um, but at that point, my assignment was, you know, being a janitor. And so it changes over time. It changes over time. And, and I think what we see all the time, and I've struggled with this, probably you've struggled with mm-hmm. this, is for, for us as pastors to find our identity mm. in our assignments. Yeah. And that's, that's where we don't want to live. That's where we don't want to be. Because exactly. when your dad said, hey, um, no, no, you know, not at this time, yeah. what, he, what he was telling you is... Not that you're not good enough, but he was saying not yet. Yeah, and, and we talked yet. about this in the, in the podcast. And so if you haven't listened to previous uh, podcasts, you know, hit that up because not yet was really what I needed to hear. I didn't understand that at right. that point. And so I think a lot of young guys expect, you know, a certain level of leadership position, maybe even salary, maybe, maybe even responsibilities when you know, they don't get that. It hurts their self-esteem. It hurts their pride. That's right. And and that's natural. It's going to hurt, but that's a good thing, right? Yes. It's a good thing. We don't want to find our identity in our assignment. That's right. We want to find our identity in Christ. Yes. In his calling, big C yes. calling, right? Yeah. To glorify God, to make disciples. And if our, if our identity's in our assignment, then those no's are going to be crushing. Yeah. But if, if our identity is in our calling, mm-hmm. then then those no's are freeing 
because it, it just it allows us to navigate. Okay, well, this is my design, yeah. and now I can navigate where my assignment is at this season of my life. And and that's great. It's, it's a great. season because you know you might be a youth pastor and you want to be a lead pastor, but right now because of your age, your maturity, your skill set, all that kind of stuff, it's like this is the season you're in. So stop like fretting and stressing over where you want to be. And just press into where you're at right That's now. Right. Lean into it. Do it to the best of your ability, honoring leadership around you and, and kind of put the anxiety and the stress level down and realize that this is an assignment and a season that you're in. That's right. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Yeah. It will change. Yes. So your assignments will change, but can your why change? Will our why change over time? Well, if you start with the correct why, then <laughs> it won't. It won't. But... There are some, I think, seasons in life where the why is expanded. You know, like when we first started FC, my why, make disciples, right? Um, at the foundation of it, it was survive. Like, make sure. <laughs> that was your assignment. My survive. assignment was to make sure the staff Survival. got paid, which was one person at that time. And, you know, we paid the bills. And so as you, as you get older and as your ministry kind of develops, then your God allows your your why to expand. It's still to make disciples. For me, it's still to develop leaders and to preach. Mm-hmm. But I get to do that through a podcast. And, and which and you 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 didn't have the bandwidth to. I didn't have the bandwidth to do the that. The experience maybe at the time. <laughs> no. But now your but now your design your why is allowing this assignment to unfold yeah. in your life and ministry. We, we always wanted to write music. I, I always wanted to write music, uh, worship music, but. I just I didn't have the skill set to do it alone. I didn't have the right people around me. Mm. Uh, it wasn't the right season. So that was that was a desire and aspiration for many many years. And it was just you know two years ago that it actually began to happen. So right. And I think this is this is a beautiful conversation because it reminds us that that really we're not even dependent upon our assignments to fulfill our calling. Right, it's it's gonna take a few assignments to narrow down our design. It's gonna mm-hmm. take some 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 failure potentially. It's gonna take sure, some bruises and bumps. We're gonna we're gonna bump our heads a couple a couple times. I loved your example uh, that our assignments aren't always glamorous. Mm-hmm. Your your first job in a church was a janitor. Ironically, mine was too. Yeah. I think probably at the same church, <laughs> yeah. uh, a janitor right out of right out of high school. Um, but these assignments. Help us determine our design. Yeah. And I would say, like, you know, from an intern standpoint, resident standpoint, these are these are folks at our church who are coming into a culture and a church where they 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 want to learn and grow and be a part of. And so they willingly, mm. you know, take an internship without getting paid to learn and to grow and wait tables or and do whatever other job. That's their assignment now. That's right. But it's going to change as they grow and develop. And that calling, though, for them is to make disciples and, and called to be a pastor or whatever it is. And so, you know, it's going to change. It's going to grow. It's going to develop. Um, and we have to embrace that season. So what is our why as a pastor? Mm-hmm. Lots of pastors listening, student pastors, worship pastors, people thinking about joining full-time vocational ministry or or, you know, kind of co-vocation stuff. Guys yeah. are working and also trying to do ministry part-time. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, this this conversation on finding your why 
really is for all of humanity, yeah. <laughs> right? Like we can all, we all as Christians know our, our ultimate calling is to make disciples and then we can learn our design and then see our assignments unfold from there. But specifically for pastors, if we're going to be busy in our why, yeah, talk about that for a minute. Well, the scripture, as we've already mentioned in the podcast earlier, um, earlier episodes, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministries. And yes. so we're called to the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, right? And so to see disciples made is our calling. Yes. And so for us to really understand that calling and to do it well, we have to be able to help other people find their why, find their calling. That's ultimately what it is to equip somebody uh, to the work of the ministry. It's to help them understand who and what God created them to be and to do. That's right. And then to give them an opportunity to go do that ministry. And that's really what, what it is. It's, it's, it's helping people develop that, understand that, and then say, sending them out to go do it. Yeah, so helping people understand their calling, helping people then know their design, and then encouraging them in their assignments. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really a threefold step. I think we make it so hard. Yeah. We, you know, and, and that's what we've been really trying to, to get across in this podcast, is to lift our, our heads up out of the, the doing of the work of ministry mm-hmm. into equipping our people into the work of ministry mm-hmm. and having a, having a very simple process for how we're yeah. doing that. Right. And I, I think... We want to blow up this this paradigm of what a pastor has been doing. If this head is down and doing, he's he's focusing on preaching and and shepherding, and he's in the weeds of all of these things, and he's not able to step out of that and to actually spend time with someone to help them develop their why or figure out who they're called to be and their design, so that then that he can send them out and do many of the things he's busying himself with, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that's, that's a huge stepping, uh, that's a huge step uh, to take as a leader, as a pastor, from going from being a doer to actually being an equipper. That's big. And I, I think as, as we take on these assignments, um, and we know these assignments are helping us learn our design and, and fulfill our calling, uh, like we mentioned, we're going to have bumps yeah, in the road. For sure. They're going to be refining processes. They're going to allow us to learn exactly where our sweet spot is as mm-hmm. a pastor. But those bumps in the roads in the road can become our best teachers yeah. that allow us to be busy in the right lane and assignment even now. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. First of all, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Busy Pastor. Secondly, if you like today's episode, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the guy you baptized whose head didn't quite go all the way <laughs> under. Does it count? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe don't if you're know. Presbyterian, it counts. <laughs> if you would like to sponsor The Busy Pastor, email us at info at busypastor.org. For more resources and to join The Busy Pastor community, go to busypastor.org. We'll see you next week. Until then, let's be busy with the right things.